You are listening to the Echo Church Podcast, and we are on a mission of rescue and restoration into a vibrant and fulfilled life. If you would, just bear with me. In fact, men in the room, will you just bring yourself back to your middle school roots uh, or junior high? It's painful. He is right. Uh, so true. Uh, and uh, in central Wisconsin, there just wasn't much to do. Uh, and my brother had just turned 16, and he had gotten his license, and I had become his responsibility, so he would have to pick me up at school, and he'd give me a ride home. And this one particular day, he picked me up, and he said, hey, man, I heard there's going to be a fight, and we should go watch it. Uh, you know, being the older brother, the responsible older brother that he was, and, and, and being in central Wisconsin, there was nothing else better to do. So I said, sure, let's go. And we arrived on scene, and we waited, and we waited, and we waited, and we waited, and there was no fight. And I started asking my brother, like, what's going on, man? Like, what, like why, why isn't there a fight? And, and, and next thing I knew, all of a sudden, I see my brother picking a fight with the guy that, you know, wanted to be, you know, whatever, a big macho guy. And uh, I was just, I, was, I sat there in kind of disbelief, like, no, I just came here to watch a fight. I didn't come to be in it. And uh, just to let you know what happened is he goes, and and again, I'm not condoning fighting, by the way, children, okay? I'm just telling you what happened, what I observed. And and my brother starts picking a fight, and he starts trying to, like, punch him. And he wasn't very smart about it because where he did it was just smack dab on some ice. And and he swung and he slipped, and just as he slipped the other, his opponent uh, put a headlock, uh, put him in a headlock. And how many uh, younger brothers or siblings know that if brother gets in trouble, you get in trouble. And something came over, even though I just came to watch a fight, uh, all of a sudden I was in the fight because I realized that I didn't want to have the worst week of my life because my brother decided to pick a fight. And so I ran as hard as I could and as fast as I could and just get, need the guy in the, in the thigh. It's called a dead knee. And he went down to the ground again. I'm not condoning, okay? And some of you are like, I thought you were perfect. Uh, anyway, needless to see, yeah, no, no, yeah, no one thinks I'm perfect. Uh, so true, so true. Uh, but he let go of my brother. And today what I want to talk about is the fight. I want to go ahead and just really quick before we go into some, some of our uh, numbers and some of the things that we look back to look forward, uh, I just want to uh, open up to 1 Samuel 17. And I'm not going to do much reading, but I encourage you to go home and, and, and read this scripture. But this is a story of Daniel and Goliath. Or David. I, I knew that didn't, that didn't sound right because I was, I was like, Daniel in the lion's den. Uh, and Goliath was there too. <clears throat> David and Goliath. And a lot of you know the story and how the story ends. And that, the end of the story you know, ends that David is victorious and, and he dethrones or just kind of wins that battle. And the Philistines run away. I want to focus on some details before that and, and just kind of mirror what, where I think Echo Church is and the type of people that God has called us to be. And so this is, this is the scenario. Uh, the Philistines are on one hill and the Israelites are on another. And for 40 days, Goliath is like, like hey man, some, send your best to fight me. And whoever wins uh, will determine who's subject to who. Why waste all this you know, life, and let's just go ahead and uh, just leave it down to hand-in-hand hand, 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 hand combat and just get to the bottom of it. And, and for 40 days, he comes and he defies the Israelite God. 
you know, the God of the Israelites and, 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 and just mocks them and, and no one is stepping up to the plate. And then all of a sudden, David comes onto the scene as the water boy in essence, that he's, he's bringing some provision to his brother as instructed by his dad. And when he comes onto the scene, he starts asking a bunch of questions like, hey, what's going on, man? What's the deal? And, 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 and he starts getting attention from other people around him because not only is he asking questions, he's making these bold statements. Then all of a sudden, his older brother, uh, Elab, hears and he's like, David, what are you doing here? In fact, in verse, uh, let me see here. Verse 28, it says this. It says, when Elab, David's older brother, heard him speaking with the man, he burned with anger at him. And he asked David this, why have you come down here? And he looked at David and he goes, I know how conceited you are. I know how wicked your heart is. And you've come here just to watch a battle. Now, let me just make this one point for those that are, are listening. Be careful when you go watch a battle because you might just end up in it. Just be careful. Just be careful. Now, David responds back, you know, just like a younger brother would. He goes, hey, man, what have I done? And I love how, it, how, how he, he does this. He looks at his brother and says, can't I speak? And then he turns around and he starts to talk to the people around him and ask questions and begins to make these bold statements about who the God he serves and how, how if, you know, if he steps up to the plate, man, God will show up and make, you know, make a miracle happen. And the rumor begins to continue to spread throughout the camp that there's a bold boy that has walked in. And it, it, what it does is the boldness of David presents him before the king, King Saul and and, and, and when David gets in front of King Saul, Saul says this, what David said, I've overheard. And David says something like this. He said, let no one lose heart on the account of the Philistines because your servant will go and fight. Mm-hmm. I volunteer for tribute. <laughs> and I think it's significant and, and, I, and I think this is kind of the messaging that we hear from time to time uh, personally. I also believe it could be a message that we hear collectively here at Echo. Saul looks at David and he says this, you can't fight. Mm-hmm. In essence, Saul looks at David and says, you're not able. Because who's before you is greater than who you are. And you know the story. David steps up, man, he steps up to the plate. And he takes what he knows And he defeats the enemy with God's help. And today what I want to do is go ahead and mirror that little quick little story with where I believe God has echo. Let me make three bold statements. Christy is going to help us understand a few of those. But the first one is this, is echo is not here to play. We believe that echo is not here to play. We actually believe echo is here to fight. God has positioned us on a hill and we are to take a stand. The second thing is this, I believe when I look at this auditorium, that this auditorium is filled with creators. It's filled with leaders. It's filled with people of influence and that God wants us to use what he's given us. And then lastly is this, the last bold statement that I'm going to make about this story and how it connects with Echo is this, is that God is able. Can I hear an amen? amen. Okay, how about this? And you're not. Like, thank you, thank you. Two people are like, yeah, yeah, I stink. Um, <laughs> God is able and we are not. Now, Christy, why don't you unpack a little bit about how we're here to fight and who we're here to fight for? 
Yeah, so here at Echo, we are not here to just play. We're here to fight. And when we say that, you know, just think about your life right now. Like, what hill are you on? Do you even know that you're on a hill? Who are you fighting for? Here at Echo, as for Andy and I and for our team, we want to tell you that we want to fight for you, that we believe in you. And when we say that, we want to fight for complete restoration in your life. It's not just a fancy phrase on our website and things that you see in our brochures, but we want to get you to a place where you repeat, you stop repeating the cycle and you move forward and you step out from maybe past hurts, past addictions, past pain. We want you to fight for forgiveness. It's a daily decision to choose forgiveness, to choose restoration. It's ongoing. We want to be a church that fights for our city or the city that you live in. Obviously, this is Rochester. There's lots of surrounding towns, but we want to be a city that in a church that makes a difference and it has a bigger impact, even than our city where we go global and we go national and we think bigger than our own selves. We wanna fight for marriages. We wanna fight for full restoration in your home. We know how hard it is. You'll hear us all the time. We're real. We thrive to be real and be authentic and share our shortcomings so we can help you guys. But we wanna stand alongside you. We wanna see your, the, your family life different. If you have kids, we want to help fight for your kids. We know how hard it is. We have three daughters ourselves, and we want to fight alongside you guys. And so we don't want to just watch the fight. We want to show up for our life and just look at the end of this year and say, it was different, and I made changes. That's right. And we want to ask you this simple question is, what hill are you on? And the story that I mentioned, there's the Philistines and the Israelites. The question is, is what hill are you on? Are you willing to, to join the fight for the gospel of Jesus Christ and what he wants to do in and through you? Now, let me talk about these chairs are filled with creators. Like I said, I believe it's filled with leaders, and, and I believe that you're called to be a leader. You're called to be an influencer. But let me just tell you something I've observed in the past. If leaders sit in a chair, they become cynical. If creators sit back and they just take in the moment and they get comfortable in their seats, then what they do is they become critical. What I've seen in church, sometimes instead of being a fighter, we get so focused on fashion. Sometimes instead of living within purpose, we become pretenders. Instead of worshiping the Lord, we become waiters. We, we wait for whatever God might do next. And I just want to call you out today. You're, you're, I'm calling artists and I'm calling writers. I'm calling builders, fixer, teachers, counselors. I'm calling you as a person to step up and realize that God the, of creation who is creative created you to do the same exact thing in fact I want to enjoy, I want to invite you to join a community of lions instead of assuming the lead amongst foxes I, it's, it's kind of an odd quote, but let me just tell you this. I just think that some of you, you you're, you've become comfortable in your leadership role, whatever workspace, or maybe in your home space, but I, that's just in essence me saying this. There's more for you. And a lot of you, 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 you decide not to do it because you don't think like you've got everything figured out. You're not perfect. And I'm just telling you, no matter your, uh, where you're currently at, God is calling you to be obedient versus feeling the need to be perfect before you step out. I just sense there's a bunch of creators sitting in these chairs. And then lastly, uh, God is able. He really is. And, and truthfully, we're not. 
But, but God wants to remind us that he's able. And, and coincidentally, as I was looking at this story, I, I like kind of diving into the etymology and some words meaning, word meanings and, and name meanings and Elib and, uh, and A and S, the three brothers, the older brothers of David, they're there. And what I find absolutely significant is they're there, they're amongst the Israelites, and there's deep meaning to their name. And they should know what that meaning is, but yet they forget they don't step out trusting in God's promises because this is what their names mean. Are you ready? Uh, are you ready for this? Elah means uh, whose father is God. I mean, if God is for us, then who can be against us? And, and uh, his younger brother, it starts with an A. I don't want to pronounce that today because you'll laugh at me and make fun of me later. It says, my father is noble and my father is willing. Not only is God able, God is willing. And then Shammah, the youngest uh, son there, uh, his name means astonishment. Isn't it funny how we can be surrounded by God's promises but forget that God is able? And I'm telling you, God is sitting next to you and he wants to whisper uh, whisper to you, no matter where you're on your faith journey, and say, I am able, will you trust me? So I want to ask you this, is will you believe and just like David, will you come to the fight? Will you, will, you, will you choose to be a leader? Will you come and trust God? And, and just as David stood before Goliath and defeated him, I just sense that God wants to do that not only in your life personally, but also collectively here at Echo. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Now here, let me just say this. Echo is at its baby stage. We know that. We're a brand, we're brand, there's so many people brand new in their faith. Many of you started over in your faith, but I just sense that God is asking for us to stand up and fight, that God has a purpose for you that is greater than you could ever hope or imagine or even dream of. Uh, of. And uh, before we, we uh, take a moment and watch a video, uh, I, I just want to remind you guys uh, isn't God good? Isn't God good? And so many of us, we've prayed that prayer that we pray at the end of service uh, saying, God, just have my life. But I just sense there might be someone in here and maybe you're a visitor. Maybe you've been coming to Echo for like five, six times and, and you're just kind of like processing it. But today's the day that you choose to surrender to God. Mm-hmm. You're like, yeah, Andy, I want to step up. I want to be a part of this fight. And, and, and you know what uh, gives you the opportunity to be a fighter? is being in a life-giving relationship with the God of the universe. And that's what God came here on the earth to do. And so what we've done here at Echo, we try to make it easy for the people to step into a relationship with God. And, and I know there's no music playing here, but we don't need it. Uh, what I want to do is pray this prayer that we pray at the end of service typically. We're not done, so don't run out of here. Um, and just say, God, you know what? For some of us, we're starting over. For some of us, Uh, This is a reminder for some of us. This is just a first step uh, in saying, God, we're committed to you. So echo uh, as this is on the screen. Would you pray with me? Jesus, I surrender. I have more questions than answers, but I choose to follow you anyway. I acknowledge that you lived, you died, and you rose again, all with us in mind. And I accept the rescue that you offer. Save me and lead me in Jesus' name and his authority. And everybody said... Amen. Can we say, uh, can we celebrate for those that have given their life to Christ today? Uh, before we look forward, we want to just take a moment and watch a video that looks back and celebrates what God's done in the last few months. Yeah, what a significant year it's been. And as we want to just take that moment to celebrate with you, thank you for making Echo your home. And even for our first timers today, thanks for joining us today. But a year ago, 
January 18th, so a year ago yesterday, Andy and I went live, new terms that we use now when we do things in life, right? But we went live. What that means is we spent two months praying, dreaming, creating our mission statement, our core values, our website, what's our church name, what are we going to do, how are we going to do this? And on January 18th, it was a Friday morning a year ago, we hit publish, we went public, and we shared with the world what God was calling us to do. And the significance of that is crazy. When we chose Vision Sunday, we didn't choose this weekend on purpose because it was a year we, because we're so organized at life, realized it about two days ago when we were like, oh my word, January 18th was when we did it. So it's pretty cool um, how God knew, but we didn't, always reminding us. But it was six people in a room praying when we went live. And now every week we spend, you know, we spend our Sundays with around 600 of you, which that is powerful and that is crazy. So say, thank you for saying yes. Thank you for choosing Echo. So where, we have, where have we gone? Where have we been? You know, it, is, it took a lot of work. And just to recap really fast, we started out with having some fun pre-launch parties. Anyone go to our pre-launch parties at Fagan Studios? So we started gathering and we had six of those parties. We started building community. Last spring, we created our table communities because we didn't want to wait till fall. We're like, we're already doing life together. Why not start now? So we started our table communities. We did some barbecues. We had a 4th of July party down at Flowers by Jerry, which was a lot of fun. We started meeting as a team weekly in July for Echo Culture at the Castle Community Center. Anyone here, go to there, go there, which was a lot of fun. And just really building our team, dreaming together and going over all the details. Our house started flooding with the Amazon boxes. Our garage was full. We started, you know, building our road cases and setting up our trailers and just planning and scheming and doing a dozen tours here at Willow Creek. How in the heck are we going to transform this space? Took measuring tape, Andy Cass brain, and me just wanting pretty things right? And then Labor Day, we came together here at Willow Creek, and that was a very significant day of our team, just essentially doing dress rehearsal. And after we had met, we had gone out to lunch. We went home Labor Day week. We were two weeks away from launch, and Andy Cass decided to take oh, a nap. Man, I was tired. <laughs> I was tired, man. We had just worked so hard to get to that point, and we had our deal. And I remember very vividly, like, shoving everybody into this middle section for some pictures to make us look bigger than we are and, <laughs> and just, like, creating that moment. And I got home, and I was so tired. I said, Chris, you got to take a nap. And then literally 15 minutes later, I got a phone call from a groom uh, of a wedding I was supposed to be doing right then. <laughs> Half hour out of town at Four Daughters Vineyard, Andy Castle sleeping. Uh, so I, I, I actually ignored his phone call the first time. And I called him back and I said, I stink. I've never done this before. I said, throw me under the bus. And he said, hey, man, it's all right. We're at a vineyard. So I got there half an hour late, did the wedding, and I've, uh, I planned to never miss your wedding. So <laughs> you need a pastor, call on me. <laughs> The funny thing is, if you were here for Christmas and saw Skylar's video, the Gilbertsons, who we love, they're part of our Echo family, they were at that wedding, she's the groom's sister, and we joke all the time that it was, Andy had such a good impression, they came to our church. So there was purpose in the, the latecomer there. So today, man, we're four months old, we're, we're at day 126, and this is the 19th Sunday. Woo! Uh, it's been pretty cool, man. 
pretty awesome. And so what we want to do is just kind of look at uh, 2019 from really honestly September to December, what we've been able to accomplish as a church. What kind of impact have we made? And so again, if you're a guest here, these are a lot of numbers and uh, we forgive you, but man, you're going to get a full picture of of uh, what we're all about. And so uh, since uh, September to December, we averaged about 550 people coming every Sunday uh, to make Echo Church home. And uh, just to give you a perspective, 11 church, uh, 11% of churches in America are more than 250 people. And so that just paints a picture, man. Isn't God doing something special here at Echo? Can anybody agree? That's pretty cool. Uh, in the midst of that, and what we're all about, man, is for people to come to Christ, to accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, to take next steps with God. Forty people have checked on our connection card last year and said, man, I want to follow Christ. Isn't that awesome? At the same time, uh, this is just as exciting for me because I was that kid that recommitted my life to God over and over and over. Uh, 80 of you have said, and we know there's more, but it's 80 of you have checked the box, said, hey, God, you know what? I may not know exactly what the next step is, but man, I choose to follow you yeah. anyway. And so uh, 80 of you have checked the recommitted to Jesus, and that's amazing. Let's, let's celebrate. Uh, for those that are in here every week and you hear some of those big numbers, uh, one of the numbers that blow my mind and, and just kind of like a major shout out to our kids department is that we have 117 kids in our children wing, uh, children's wing every week. Should we give them a raise or what? Which they don't get paid, so more coffee for them. Uh, so, and then the other thing that we're super excited because we, we know that a lot of you, man, you've, 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 you've gained some new life. You've gained some new friends. You're, you're living in purpose. There are over 200 of you that are on our echo team that make Sundays and do ministry beyond Sundays happen. And so let's celebrate that too, man. That's awesome. Say thank you for your generosity and everything that you do to be a part of, uh, echo. And so that's just awesome. Really awesome. So on the community ways, uh, the ways that we, we kind of want to just celebrate uh, in table communities, we had 38 different table communities uh, that were established last year and, and, and that you participated in. We had about 150 people attend those, and, and uh, we had about 70 people go through Echo Culture, which is just a formulation of saying, hey, we want to know a little bit more about Echo, but I also want to take next steps in my faith and live out my purpose. And man, those are some exciting numbers. On the financial side, just being transparent, uh, we raised about $130,000 between September 15th and December 31st. Uh, that is awesome. Thank you so much for your generosity. Um, Budgetary-wise, some of you are like, hey, how does the church work? The way that our budget's set up is about uh, in, in thirds. A third goes to personnel. A third goes to, to rental and future purchase of future land. And about 30% go, 30 goes to ministry and missions. And so, uh, man, we're, we, we do that. We've, we've tried to uh, submit to leadership and say, hey, this, and, and kind of give us best practices, and that's kind of how we move forward. And uh, But how awesome, and $120,000 to the general fund and tithe and offerings, that's awesome. 10000 to the generous initiative, which is just amazing that there are some of you that are like, man, I want to give above and beyond just what God expects of me and what God's called me to be obedient, but I want to be a generous person. And, man, we raise tons of money that way. That's awesome. Uh, uh, just, uh, just kind of a unique little picture. I just want to throw this out there. There's 220 of you uh, who, who individuals who gave to Echo once. 
There's 112 of you we call repeat givers. You've given two or more times. There's about 80 of you that give three or more. And, you know, I just want to pause and say thank you for your faithfulness. And that's awesome. We wouldn't be where we're at without your generosity. And so, again, let's say thanks to those who are, are, are investing into Echo Church. Now, the thing that most honestly, like, excites me as a brand new church and those those numbers out of 120,000, $130,000 we gave last we gave over last year we gave $30,000 away missionally uh, to local and global efforts. That's amazing. Now that's something to celebrate. Um, being uh, so new and to be able to do that within the first three months. I mean, uh, and, and and we did gave through some uh, through the year and some of the launch phase stuff. Uh, that is absolutely amazing. That's something we're celebrating. Uh, just to break that down, we've given ten thousand dollars to church planning. We gave fourteen hundred dollars to care ministry, taking care of people's needs uh, and some of their uh, uh, just helping them kind of survive. Uh, and that's some pretty cool stuff that we've done there. We've given $7,000 to global missional efforts. That's amazing. Uh, $12,700 to local, uh, local efforts, which is absolutely amazing. And if we were to actually put in the Build-A-Bag and also uh, Operation uh, Christmas child, we'd be, we gave over $20,000 to local efforts uh, to make a difference in this city. Uh, we think that's awesome. That's something to be excited about. Uh, just to give you a little preface, a little understanding about the church planning thing, uh, how many are thankful that we were a church plant? There's an organization that we have partnered with that's called the Association of Related Churches. They've given us $50,000 to get started. We, just, we needed that upstart money, uh, but we've committed uh, to give that back to them so then we can plant another brand new life-giving church in another city. Come on, let's hear an amen about that. That's worth investing. And so we're committed. It may seem really large at the moment because what, we, what we've what we committed to do is to give 10% of our income right back at it so then uh, church planning efforts can be given throughout the world and we plan on partnering beyond that as well. Uh, but man, what an awesome number to just celebrate and just so you understand uh, kind of where we're coming from. Build the bag, man. We just, I think personally that was the coolest service I've ever been a part of. Mm-hmm. It's, called, it's what I called controlled chaos. <laughs> Some of my favorite moments, you know, it was like, yeah, we're in control, kind of. Uh, and uh, sent a bunch of people through and, man, had some amazing people involved in that. And we just say thank you for, for being a part of that. Uh, but we had, we had estimated about $10,000 of donations. And I'm not talking about money, but you guys brought so many things in, goods, items, bags, and Oh, man, you bless so many different people. 400 people came that day to help. Amazing, absolutely. 209 bags were given away. And uh, man, we had a lot of fun in the process. And so we just want to say thank you. Let's just celebrate one last time. And the awesome stuff that we've been able to accomplish in three short months. And so, hey, some of you are like, man, you're all about money and you're all about finance. No, no, no. The one, one thing that we really are about is is, is letting you into understanding, but also that we're really about, we're all about really this number one. And let me just say it like this. We're, in, we're all about the story. We're all about hearing the difference that God's making in your life. And Christy is just going to take a moment and, and, and cue in a little bit of what God's doing in one individual uh, thus far because of Echo Church this year. Yeah, one of the 
my favorite, for sure my favorite thing about being a part of Echo is hearing your guys' stories. And it is an honor and a calling for Andy and I. And we are consistently blown away with hearing what God's doing in your life. So we love if you're sending us an email, a text message, we're getting coffee. It is our favorite thing to hear and see. And so just to be a front seat in viewing your life and seeing the transformation. So today I'm going to read a letter from Megan. And I asked Megan just to write a little of her story and wanted to share this with you today. Prior to finding Echo, I never thought I'd step back foot, step foot back in a church again. I've been angry and closed off to God for as long as I can remember. I've endured so much trauma and pain, I didn't want to trust anyone who'd allow these things to happen to me. I blamed God and shut him out without hesitation until a few months ago. While learning to navigate co-parenting and adjusting to life as a newly single mom, I was lost. I connected with my friend Mallory and she recommended that I meet with Christy for coffee and try going to Echo. I was hesitant and terrified, but I also knew I had nothing to lose and everything in, everything to gain. After years of fighting, inconsistency and pain, I wanted to have at least one thing be consistent for my son. So I decided to jump in head first and it changed my life in all the best ways. Echo means everything to me. It's my place, my tribe, and my favorite part of the week. Since being a part of Echo for the first time ever, I feel like I belong. I understand what it's like to, have a to be in relationship with God. No true friendship. I'm no longer afraid of the unknown because I know that no matter what happens, I am never alone. Thanks, Megan. Amen. Let's celebrate. And this is, this is one story. And I just want to challenge you guys, wherever you're at, don't listen to the lies that life is meant to be alone. I think it's so easy to isolate and to feel alone in that this is just one story of the power of saying yes, the power of saying yes to even grabbing coffee if that scares you or shooting a text message or coming in the doors. We know how significant it is for you even walking in the doors of this church. So we want to say thank you for just trying something new and saying yes to God. Absolutely. And, and I just sense that... Christy was reading Megan's story that some of you, uh, in fact, I sense a lot of you, you resonate with it because you have experienced a brand new life uh, through a relationship with Jesus Christ in the context of Echo Church. And that's what we're all about, guys. That's what we're most excited about. And so thanks for being a part of, uh, of what we've been able to do. And, and so now what we want to do is, is kind of like... Uh, and again, I know we're going a little long here, but forgive me, it's a lot of info, but hopefully what it does is give you a little bit more confidence of who we are and where we're going to go, uh, and, and we just sense it's worth taking a little more time. Uh, but I want to, I kind of want to uh, frame this up, this next little portion of what we want to talk about, a lot of information, uh, we'll see how fast we can do it, uh, it's this, is, is look at, at, at the context of Echo and say, hey, if nothing changes, Echo can do this. But if something changes and we all get involved, we can do this. And if God gets involved, then this. Yep. And so that's the context we want to give. So, so on a very um, logical projections of what we're expecting this next year, if things stay the same, uh, we believe financially we'll have a budget about three hundred fifty to four hundred thousand uh, dollars, which is absolutely amazing and, and mind blowing. We'll be able to uh, save about fifty thousand dollars for for what I call echo permanence. Even though we are portable, we believe that we are a permanent 
entity in Rochester. Can I hear an amen? Isn't, isn't that a great goal? And so we want to be prepared. We want to start saving for that. We want to go ahead and look forward to the future. And the same thing, I look at like what we've been able to do missionally and ministry-wise. I just anticipate that we'll be able to give anywhere between thirty or fifty and $75,000 to local and global missions. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. Isn't that a great goal? Uh, I, I believe that we continue to, we'll be able to continue to staff as normal. And some of we don't talk about this, but Christy and I are, are employed here as a church, really as a team. Uh, and we're doing a lot of the work. But we've also hired Sam Kemet, who is a uh, kids coordinator, because we believe that kids come first, yep. that they matter most. And we want our kids to be taken care of. We want them to be discipled. And we want them to follow Christ. Can I hear an amen? amen. And so we're super excited for uh, her to be on our team. At the same time, what we've done is we've been... Uh, just trying to just leverage you guys and your, your volunteer efforts. And we just think, and we've received so much giftings and there's so much leadership. Like I said, there's so many creators and we've been able to do great things because your willingness to serve. And quite honestly, uh, on the financial area of the service, we just believe in bribery and we try to pay you with coffee and snacks uh, and sometimes going out to eat with you. So, uh, so thank you for serving. And, 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 and if nothing changes, that's kind of our current state. And we think we can continue to do that. Leverage volunteers and their willingness to serve. We have anticipation that we'd like to see anywhere between 90 to 100 table communities with over 200 and 250 people that are getting uh, involved in life-giving relationships. Uh, Echo Culture, uh, Christy teaches that every month, every month, uh, the first two uh, weeks of the year, and we believe uh, first two weeks of the month, thank you. Um, I'm just going so fast here. Uh, we hope that there will be 200 people that uh, would get involved. By the end of the year, we hope there's 300 of us that are part of Echo Team, not just because we need you to work, but because we want you to live out your purpose. We want you to live with a purpose. We want you to experience uh, and include it in what God is doing that's bigger than just yourself. Yeah. So anyway, uh, if nothing changes, we feel like this is pretty, a pretty good, accurate kind of portrayal of what we can do. And we can accomplish some things that we're going to break down in some of the ministry areas. But I just want to propose this idea. What if we all jumped in? What if we all were to get involved? What if we were to sacrifice? What if we would use our giftings? What if we would become a creator? What if we would become an influencer? Then, then if we believed we could actually make a difference, then I believe that, that we could begin to look for a place, uh, what I call for an operational center, that we'd be able to rent or potentially even purchase a, a smaller facility, anywhere between three to 5,000 square feet, that we begin to leverage for discipleship, that we could begin to record some things, maybe with the music, music or maybe some podcasting, uh, we could do some care and some ministry that we'd be able to use that facility for Echo High as we want to have a weekly ministry opportunity for them in the context of their youth and in the context of the messaging that they need to hear. And young adults, we want to invest in you. And there's so many little dreams we have, uh, but man, we feel like having a permanent location is something that is in important. Now, if all of us jump in, I believe by the end of 2021, we'll be able to purchase potentially or have a down payment for land or even property. Some of you are like, oh man, that's a little scary, but I like my coffee. Um, if we're crazy, everybody jumps in, man. I believe by, the, by 2022, which is just crazy. I can't believe I'm saying this, but it's being recorded right now. I believe that we could potentially be building or renovating a space that Echo could be permanent in Rochester. I mean, vote for me. Come on. 
sorry. I, I couldn't help. Uh, but the thing that I look forward to do, honestly, most, man, in your generosity is, man, what if in 2020 we could get over $200,000 through the generous initiative and the local and global missions? Yeah. Why would we be happy with bare minimums? And, and, and why wouldn't we just get excited to say, you know what, God, let's do something more. I actually, I didn't say this last hour but because I was in such a hurry. Uh, to get you guys in here, is this. Man, I dream of the day where I write a $25,000 check and I go to a local nonprofit without them expecting anything and give it to them because of your generosity. I mean, wouldn't that be awesome? And you're like, yeah, some of you are like, two of you are like, yeah, that'd be awesome. No, man, let's make a difference here in Rochester. Let's be that type of church. And so how can you get involved? These are just some steps. Man, attend Echo Weekly. I mean, really, honestly, God wants to speak to you, but he also wants to speak to your friends, so invite them. Man, commit to become a creator. Man, get involved on the Echo team. Uh, Check in and share with the world what God is doing in your life. How many of you here at Echo Church because of some social media post? I mean, look at that. That makes a difference, and and let's be that uh, type of people where we're not afraid to share what God's doing in and through uh, Echo Church and, and through your lives uh, as God's speaking to you. Uh, we want to invite you to attend Echo Culture. If you've not yet, it's, uh, do it, man. Do it this year. Uh, join the Echo team. Learn uh, what God has created you to do and be and, and, and feel uh, the excitement of, of, of doing things that are greater than just yourself. And I want to invite you to give. Uh, and again, if you're a visitor, ma'am, this message isn't necessarily for you, but for those that call Echo Church your home, uh, man, we just ask that you would just be obedient with what God has asked you to give. And, uh, and, and let me just get really, really practical. The best way to give is this. You haven't asked, but I'm going to tell you, okay? So bear with me. I think the best way to give to Echo is this, is to give via online through a bank transfer. What that does, and then give it on a, on a monthly basis, preset it. What that does is there's barely any kind of fees that come with it. Number two, number two, it gives us the opportunity to understand and prepare for the future better. Yeah. So I, I'm throwing it out there. I'm not throwing pressure on you. You give the way that you want to give. But for those that want to hear, uh, we just want to say, man, if you want to give and you want most dollars to go to Echo and hit the floor, hit the bottom level of what we, try, what we want to accomplish, that is the best way to do it. And so we're just asking you, man, would you test God? Uh, would you just begin to believe that God can do way more with your less? And, uh, man, that's an exciting thing uh, to live in, as Christy and I experienced this last year. And, and in essence, what we're asking is this partner to push the pace. It's your generosity that will push the pace of the vision that we've presented before you. So we just want to throw that out to you, man. We, uh, we're committed to giving. We're committed to see what God's get, uh, doing here in Echo. And we want to invite you into some of the awesome things that he's doing. And now Christy is just going to take a few seconds and kind of uh, in shotgun fashion, kind of talk to you about some of the things that we can do in specific areas here at church um, today, tomorrow, Maybe next week or this year, this, these are some of the things, some of the changes that we hope to make. Echoing what Andy just said is 
I really believe that there's people in this room where God's calling you to get off the bench and to be part of the team. If you've ever played a sport, I am not a good athlete, but I've played plenty of sports in my day. And there's that ownership of when you're a part of a team, it's bigger than you. And so we just challenge you to do that. And as, as far as Echo goes, we really, really, really want this to be your home. And like show up. We are brothers and sisters. We know, we want to know you. We want to help you. We want to be a big family where we can support each other. And when you're a part of a family, you, you know the needs and you want to meet them. You know, if any of you own a home or you pay rent, you know, there's just all the housekeeping. There's all the things. It's like when I started owning a home or paying electric, I was like, oh my word, shut the lights off. Why are they all on? You know, but you just start knowing the ins and the outs and that, you know, to be a big family, we're a big family. It costs a lot of money. And so it's not, just we want your money we want to do really good things with it and we want to be good stewards of it and so if you're in a relationship with someone you're you have a partner you share finances talk about that kind of stuff together dream together dream for your personal life dream what does God want you to do and let this be the year where you say yes and you give God your best so cross the board and that's time it's everything so there's my what did you call it your box soapbox last week gift jeff if you were here okay so let's say the things that we want to do echo kids we love kids we have three daughters we want a mascot in our kids wing because it's fun we want to we want to double our mentors we call our we call our echo team mentors because they're not just babysitters if you're sitting in this room and you love kids or you have a passion for this next generation we want to invest in them we want to have a whole special needs ministry we want to reach the kids that maybe need a little extra care or one-on-one we want to do the best job to make it a safe and loving environment where they're learning about Jesus. Uh, for our volunteer kids, some of our kids are here six hours, you guys, and we know that's a huge commitment. And so we want to do some creative things where there's alternatives during the second service where they're getting like VIP treatment, but they're, you know, they're the volunteer kids, but we want to love on them. We don't want them to get bored and stir crazy and, and start you know, getting jaded that Sundays are the long day where my mom and dad are tearing down the church. We want them to say Sunday's their favorite day. So we're dreaming up some stuff for that. For our kids and our youth, we're gonna be taking our kids to camp this summer. So we have dates planned for June for the kiddos. We have July dates for the J high and senior high. So if you're like, I wanna go or I wanna send my kids, we're gonna be doing that. We wanna do missions trips and we wanna do local outreach, you know, where we can show up at a park and just love on people in the community or we can go on a missions trip and love on kids in an orphanage. We are dreaming for that. Build a bag. Build a bag was amazing. We filled 209 bags. We wanna double it, guys. We wanna do over four. 100 bags next year. We did about 100 shoe boxes. We want to do over double that. We want to do over 200 because we can. And this is the power too. We can plan a little more ahead versus, you know, a week out, two weeks out. So we're going to be planning because we're not going to be such a new church. So we want to create a team that if you're passionate about real estate or building or you're an architect, interior designer, anything like business-wise, we want to create a team that starts looking at land, looking at properties, like where is Echo going to go? So that's going to take a lot of dreaming and executing vision, but we want to do that. We want to have eyes in the house. That's a whole like People come to us all the time like, who do you report to? We want trustees. We believe in accountability. Andy and I have accountability, but we want to have leadership here within Echo. Yeah. Yeah, and Cordy's not here, our music. Isn't our music the best? Isn't it awesome? Uh, he's not here. He's, he's uh, on a work trip, a.k.a. vacation. And 
Uh, since he's not here, man, some of the vision that we have, man, we desire and hope, and we're praying that one day, man, we'll have our own original music, we'll have our own original recording, we'll do live rec rec recording. We just think we have the best gifted people here, and we want to go ahead and use your creativity and what you have to offer to God. We want to grow as a team here, as a staff. And why would we want to do that? Because you deserve it. We don't want to just operate on bare minimums. We want to support you and guide you. We want to leverage disciples. We want to help you take next step steps in your faith. We want to, dude, there's some people here sitting here today and men, you have a calling in ministry and we want to build you from within and to propel you into a, a full-time position one day because God has called you to be a pastor or uh, an elder or a deacon or whatever it is. So we're just hoping and we're praying and we're dreaming. And uh, man, well, there's so many things. There's so many things we could talk about, so little time. Uh, but the one uh, thing really practical, some of you have asked me, some of the things that we want to implement here very soon is this. And one thing that I'm really excited is, uh, man, we want to implement communion on a more regular basis in a portable setting. We've been praying and thinking about asking questions on how to do that best. So we're hoping soon to kind of unravel that. We're excited about that. The second of this, a lot of you, man, you've recommitted your life to Christ. A lot of you have given your life to Christ for the very first time. And the, the very first step that you're supposed to take in the biblical sense is water baptism, man. So we are excited and very, very soon, hopefully, to have a water baptism Sunday as we celebrate those who are obedient with Christ. Amen. Hey, why don't you stand up uh, today? Uh, I just want to present this as we've got ideas, we've got dreams. We see and we can project, hey, this is what we can do as Echo. This is what we could do if we're all involved. But yet, man, we want to be a church that asks God, hey, God, will you meet us there? And what I want to do is just take a moment and just pray, say, God, if we do this together, if Echo does and continues to operate, if we all step up, God, would you do this? Would you do a miracle? And let's just pray for that today. Jesus, God, we've talked a lot about numbers. But God, this isn't about a number. This is about people. God, this is about your purpose. This is about your place here in Rochester uh, and, and the impact you want to make in and through Echo Church. And God, we want to invite you in that process. And we just pray this specific prayer. God, would you show up? God, we believe you're the God of miracles. We believe that, God, we can try as much as we can try and we can still make an impact. But God, if you're not involved, it won't be much. So God, we invite you to do miracles. We invite you to be invo involved. And God, just like God, we did this a year ago and we started with just a few people, six people in a room going live, God, in that moment. God, I just pray with, with us in this room as we believe, as we put our faith together, that God, you would do immeasurably more than we can ever hope or dream of. In Jesus' name, and everybody shouts. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to the Echo Church Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please take just a second to share it with a friend or family member who might need to hear this word today. And if you're feeling alone, lost, have a question, or want help with anything, please reach out to us. We are the echo.church slash contact. We would love to help you no matter who you are or where you're at. Thank you so much for listening. And if you want to learn more, make sure to head over to that website, wearetheecho.church, to get all the details and upcoming services and events.